Hello, my name is Miriam McLemore, and I'm thrilled to be here with you today to share the story of transformation from Capital One. Mark Matheson from Capital One, CIO of Retail Banking, is going to share their transformation story. Like many organizations, Capital One decided to transform to create agility and innovation for their organization. But after the initial pilot, scaling for the larger organization did prove challenging. And Mark is going to share with us today how they accomplished such a broad transformation. Mark, welcome. Could you please further introduce yourself? Thanks, Miriam. Uh, happy to be here with you today. Uh, as Miriam said, my name is Mark Matthewson. I am the divisional CIO for our retail bank. Uh, which entails responsibility for all of our software engineering and operations in support of our direct bank, uh, our retail uh, outlets and branches and cafes nationally, uh, as well as all of the tools that support the associates who, who support that business. Mark, can you tell me a little bit more about the DNA at Capital One and the tech transformation that you went through? I can. Capital One has a, has a really interesting story we were founded on uh, an insight uh, in the credit market to try to solve uh, for customer needs that weren't being met by other credit providers. And, you know, we, we did that using data. We did that with a, a very kind of innovative sort of uh, approach to, to banking. And that's a thread that continues through the company today and pretty much everything that we do and all of our businesses. Uh, and so I would say our DNA is really entrepreneurial. Um, which, which was really helpful as we went through our, our tech transformation. And we started thinking about this tech transformation nine years ago. I mean, it was a, a really broad goal that the company had to um, change how we, we operate from the inside and out. And, and really the premise behind how we wanted to change was to become uh, a, a technology company that does banking rather than you know, a bank that leverages technology. And you know, while I think um, it's easy to say that, it's really, really hard to do. I mean, it requires that you transform not only your infrastructure, you transform your talent model, you have to transform uh, the way that people work together to deliver a variety of outcomes. Uh, and so we really uh, started soup to nuts um, with an intentional, an intentional uh, view on how to transform ourselves so that we could better compete with where we believe banking is going in the future. Yeah, Mark, and I love that, that comment about being intentional. Can you take us on the journey from the initial pilot to really broadening the capability for the organization? Yeah, it was, it was back in, uh, I believe it was 2014, when we really first started experimenting with, with the cloud. And we started experimenting internally with the cloud. We, we had uh, a fledgling capability that we called our C-Cloud, uh, which was a, a private cloud offering. At the same time, we, we also had engineers that were experimenting with, with AWS, uh, starting to just figure out how they could set up environments, um, push small workloads, uh, develop some really non-critical uh, applications out in the public cloud. And at some point we got to a, a fork in the road where we had to make a decision on, do we continue to invest in building, uh, building this, this private cloud capability or do we take 
what's being developed at a much more rapid pace in the public cloud arena uh, and really jump jump in, jump all in on leveraging the public cloud so that we could have our engineers really focus on what our core competency is and what we're here to do, which is to build uh, digital customer experiences for banking. And you know that, that answer when we finally uh, made the call uh, became a guiding principle for really a lot of the rest of the transformation, which was go all in on public cloud, figure out how to work backwards from um, what's going to take to be successful uh, in going all in on public cloud and changing how we think about provisioning infrastructure and changing how we think about talent and skill sets and changing all the practices that we, we use as we work together as a company um, to center around being a public cloud versus a, a private cloud and internally hosted organization. Mark, I, I love that focus on you know what Capital One's mission is and not spending time on uh, cloud development when you could leverage partners as you did with, with AWS. Can you share a couple of examples of those that work that Capital One to really become a digital bank? Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of good examples. And, and, and maybe what I'll do is take you through a little bit of the, the journey. We, we started uh, really thinking about how we work. And we decided to pivot our way of working into Agile. I think we all remember the days where everything was waterfall and they were these big, long provision projects that took years. And, and we decided that we needed to get a, a much more agile and rapid way of working. And so we started thinking about uh, how, do, how do we change our team structure and how we, how we interact with each other to be more agile. And, and, and that took the form of uh, you know, the agile methodology, but then just a lot more rapid, rapidly moving practices to make sure that we could go fast. And then we started thinking a bit more about how we build things. And we, we made a declaration that we wanted to go uh, all in on developing APIs. We're gonna interact, our software was gonna be, uh, we're gonna interact with other components internally based on APIs, and we were going to make our services that are available, externally available through APIs. And then we started talking about um, leveraging open source software. Like how are we gonna leverage open source software rather than proprietary third-party products to build our software? Um, so these were all just key pieces that we started thinking about, about how do we start to, to really operate more like a technology company? And as we started doing those things, um, we said, well, now this is great. How do we leverage the cloud uh, as the infrastructure component of that that enables all of those pieces to come together uh, in terms of uh, how, how we get rapid get products out to market in a very rapid way, we've got the you know uh, scalable infrastructure available. We have interoperable APIs. We've got open source software um, that helps to attract talent and is also you know easy to find uh, developers who understand how to incorporate those things into into solutions. And you put that all together, um, and that really became a, a pretty powerful recipe for. Um, how we get get products to market a, a lot more quickly. And, you know, as evidence points of that, we, we have seen over time uh, that now we, you know, it used to take us months to provision new infrastructure for a new project uh, and really get, get, get engineers going and, 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 and shipping features. Now we can provision that infrastructure really in minutes um, and, and get that out to developers' hands in ways that they can actually start experimenting quickly. We're also seeing in production that we're able to, to more rapidly release new features out uh, to the marketplace. Like it used to be months uh, where we would have release schedules, quarterly or monthly release schedules. 
Now, in many cases, uh, for a lot of our applications, we're seeing release schedules that are more in days uh, and sometimes in hours, uh, which is which has really, really been game changing and really powerful for us. And, you know, for me, that is game changing within IT, right? Not having those those wait times and and really being able to respond to your business um, requirements. Has the business felt it as well? Do they see the power of cloud? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question, and I will I will say it's been a it's been a journey, uh, but now they they really do, and 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 I think for a couple of reasons. I think during this t transformation, n not only did we just say, hey, let's turn on the cloud for a bunch of engineers, we spent a lot of time uh, laying the foundation across the business, really, and the messaging came from the top on why do we want to use the cloud, what are the benefits of the cloud. Um, and, and we really empowered our engineers to help tell that story to their business partner and partners. And we as leaders spent a lot of time talking to our business partners around why prioritize this work of picking up existing workloads and migrating them into the cloud. And, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, one of the things I've already mentioned, which is speed. When we make this investment, look how quickly we're going to be able to get new features out and new capabilities out versus what we were able to do before. We, we talked a lot about talent. Um, you know, these are the tools and capabilities that the, the, the market of, of software engineering talent out there demand. And if we want to stay ahead of the game and, and be able to attract the best and brightest uh, to deliver uh, the types of capabilities that we need to, to build uh, digitally, uh, the only way to do that is to, to offer tools and technologies that those engineers really value. Um, and so we spent a lot of time laying the groundwork and helping our, our business leaders across the organization understand that. Uh, it took some time, it took some consistency, but, but now uh, we really do have strong buy-in. And, and, and we actually have seen you know, evidence throughout uh, different scenarios you know, that have, have further reinforced for our businesses why the value of the cloud was so, so important on our journey. So Mark, Data is obviously a very powerful asset at Capital One and any kind of company today, but particularly I would think in, in banking. Can you tell us a little bit about the power that this technology transformation has unlocked for the use of data for your organization? Absolutely. Um, and it really ties back to uh, something I mentioned earlier on the, in, in the founding of the company. We were, we were founded on a, a thing we like to call information-based strategy, which is all about uh, how you unlock the power of data to find insights um, that, that others may not easily be able to find. And that really takes uh, building great infrastructure to be able to use the data that you have um, to quickly uh, run analytics, to quickly find those insights and to quickly put those back into play in terms of um, you know, business decisions and strategies. And the, the tech transformation for us has really changed uh, how we're able to build that infrastructure. We, we've, we've, by making the decision to go all in on cloud, we've been able to unlock a lot of silos of data's data um, that have, have traditionally been in various different pockets of the organization and put them all in one place. So we now have a, a lake uh, based in the cloud that offers analytics on any type of data uh, that we capture uh, or produce uh, throughout the organization. And it's a thing that we just absolutely wouldn't have been able to do with the speed uh, that we're able to do it now in the cloud. 
It also allows us to, to rethink about how we govern that data. I mean, anybody who's been in this industry a long time just knows that data management and data governance is one of the key challenges. Well, now that you've got to re-architect all that data in the cloud, you have the opportunity to rethink, you know, how do you capture uh, all the data quality measures that you need at source? How do you put the right controls in place so that when data is published, it's clean, we know what that data is, it's labeled, uh, and, and we know the quality of that data uh, before it gets consumed by, by uh, analytical processes or models that we build with it downstream. And so it really, uh, the transformation has given us an opportunity to really rethink all of that uh, from top to bottom. And the infrastructure that we now have and the tools that we now have at our, our disposal have allowed us to do that at scale. Um, so that not only do we have that data all in one place, uh, but we've got the type of compute power to run almost any kind of workload on that data to feed into models, fraud models, uh, you know, to feed into customer decisioning models, to feed into recommendation engines, uh, a variety of different things. So it really has been a, a dramatic uh, improvement to our, our capabilities uh, to produce better analytics. Yeah, I, I love that. And you, you spoke earlier about the education that you did for the, the business on cloud and and the capabilities that would bring. And I imagine the, the example of data is powerful in really connecting the dots for the business and, and the technology. And often, you know, in customers that I speak to, there's some tension between the product team and the tech team. Can you share a little bit about how you've used both the education and um, the, the power of those data examples to break down some of those walls. And I think you said, create kind of a, a shared ownership model. Is that right? Yeah, that is, that is correct. It's, it's, it's an ongoing discussion for us and, and one that I think we're getting a lot better at, which is, you know, instead of having product and business people who just think about, you know, what is the next feature that I need to get out to a customer and tech people who think about, you know, how do I solve vulnerabilities or how do I, you know, produce data streams off of existing infrastructure and things that really feel, you know, a lot more behind the scenes to, to business people traditionally. We've, we've really gotten our product and, and engineering teams to work together and think about joint ownership. Like if we think about a data product, um, how do we not only make sure that that data product has high quality data, uh, is easily consumable, um, but also that it sits on resilient infrastructure, that it, uh, you know, it is, it is secure, you know, data is, is, is tokenized or encrypted where needed. You know, the only way when you work together between tech and product to, to make sure that both understand all of those considerations, you end up with a, not just a great product that, that provides something useful to customers, but one that provides something useful to customers that's also secure, that's also reliable, um, that has, you know, has market leading uptime and those kind of things. And I think you only get that by creating that shared ownership. You know, if you've got great features that, that fall over in the middle of the night, that doesn't help anybody. But now that you've got, you know, our business partners and product partners understanding the value of the reliability that we can now build into products, they're really just as interested in, in pushing those things forward as, as, as we on the engineering and technology side are. Yeah, I think that's very powerful. So, so what is next in Capital One's journey? Are you done, or does the journey continue? It is. It is never done. It is never done. You know, I. I, I think. 
what's next for us in the journey is just continuing down the path of, of uh, building cloud native, um, you know, highly re resilient and reliable services. You know, when you when you go to the cloud, we're able to take a, a portion of our applications and, and modernize them along the way. Obviously, uh, some applications, as we went all in on the cloud, we had to pick them up, we had to lift them and shift them in place and, and put them into the cloud. And so now we continue to just think about how do we make, how do we modernize all of the remaining applications that weren't modernized along the way, leveraging cloud native services uh, that are continuously being uh, developed and improved uh, by, by providers like AWS. And you know, re rebuilding those clouds and, and those those applications in a much more modernized way is, is is thing one. The second thing that is next for us on the journey is really uh, a continued move towards serverless. We really believe that uh, you know our, our engineers want to build features, they want to build data products, uh, they want to build and deploy models, uh, and they want to ship rapidly, and 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 they don't want to spend their time managing infrastructure. There's a lot of pain that comes with uh, managing container images on servers. There, there, there's, there's lots of uh, pain that comes with keeping up with vulnerabilities, um, lots of pain associated with you know, uh, configuration management across a variety of different platforms. And so the push towards serverless, uh, we really believe in and really believe that as we, we, we continue our journey, getting to the place where engineers can write code uh, and deploy that code and not have to worry about any of the underlying infrastructure uh, that, that, that manages or, or runs that code or any of the, the, the vulnerabilities or, or, or concerns behind that, uh, we're gonna have a much, more, uh, a much more powerful experience for our engineers uh, and, and a lot more productivity, quite frankly, uh, rather than spending time on a bunch of the mundane and, and run the engine type tasks that we've, we've had to in the past. Yeah, and I do think there's such great power in serverless and making that that move. Is there any advice that you would have for um, others that are embarking on that journey? Yeah, you know, I think um, probably the biggest thing has to do with with governance. Um, you know, it's a different context for thinking about uh, how to run your workloads. And for many of us who have been running server-based workloads for years, uh, we've gotten really good at, at how to control those configurations, how to manage the configurations, um, you know, how to keep up with vulnerabilities over time, and how to otherwise govern uh, a server-based uh, concept. Serverless is, is a different construct, but still has, especially for a regulated industry, implications that you really need to think about so that you can understand, you know, uh, how your applications are remaining in compliance sitting on top of a serverless infrastructure. Where are the risks within a serverless infrastructure and how do you build controls in the cloud uh, in a way that you can control for those risks, um, you know, with, with, without fear? Uh, because the last thing that you want is, is to get into a, a different compute context that you don't understand and later find the, the risks and gaps. Um, that, that open you up to, to, to data protection uh, exposures or operational risk failures inside of the environment. So I think uh, the biggest thing is just to, to really make sure that you understand uh, what is different about that compute construct, what is different about the risks, and what type of controls that you need to automate and make sure that are in place to, to use it safely and effectively. Well, Mark, thank you so much. What such great insights into the journey that Capital One has been on and, and continues 
on. I, a bit tongue in cheek to say, are you done? I, I believe like you do, um, you're never done. Uh, but the getting to those next level of capabilities like serverless is very powerful. So thank you so much for your time and your insights. Absolutely. Thank you, Miriam. It's been a pleasure.